And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Welcome to the Daily Ding live postgame show here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Mo DeKeel. Daniel Lehman is our producer. And Mo, we just watched the Nuggets go up 2-0, 108-103. This was the Lakers game, and they came back, and then LeBron had a fascinating crunch time. Um, fascinating is a nice way of putting it. Um, he was awful. And I mean, just his decision-making down the stretch, he took three threes in the fourth quarter and missed all three of them. He was 0 for 6 for 3 from the game. He didn't make one all night. Um, It was pretty brutal in terms of that shot selection. What was frustrating about that, Jared, was every time he got downhill on the Nuggets, it felt like he was getting whatever he wanted, minus those two uh, airballing a finger roll layup and then blowing a basically should have been a a breakaway dunk. But besides that, he, he was killing them when he got to the rim whenever he wanted and I felt like this was just it it was frustrating to watch him take those threes he just kept taking these heat check pull up threes where they could every time that they tried to run offense they created an open shot for AD in the corner or Reeves made a good read attacking a closeout they were able to create stuff and he just for some reason he'd walk into those possessions in transition being like I'm taking the shot and he went 0 for 3 from deep he went 3 for 4 from the field uh, this in the fourth quarter on twos and the only miss was that reverse that basically they had their chance to save the game in the final minute and then he blew it yeah i mean it was just kind of uh brutal in that sense and i i will give him a break on that reverse at the at the end of the game or he he straight he he listen his ankle touched the ground that's not supposed to happen you know and and and, and you could kind of see it when he was hobbled trying to get on that reverse didn't have the explosion he would normally have so i'll give him a pass on that shot and missing that layup but ultimately, like, it's just frustrating with that stuff. Like, for the Nuggets, he let the Nuggets defense off the hook over and over again with those shots. And, you know, like, it's we're, we're harping on it because this was a winnable game. This series should really be 1-1, you know, heading back to L.A. And the Lakers just put themselves in such a hole by just with, with those shot selections. Everybody else played great. They wasted an Rui Hachimura game. They wasted an Austin Reeves game. Like, I feel like this one was brutal. Yeah, so the Lakers' second quarter built up a big lead, and then right before halftime, they kind of let that dwindle. Same thing again in the third quarter. Fourth quarter, why do you feel like in the middle of the quarter, things just completely fell through besides Jamal Murray just kept hitting shots over and over and over again? Oh, no, that's the only reason. I, I wish I had better analysis, Jer. Jamal Murray literally, after doing nothing, for three quarters looked terrible at, 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 you know, like the nuggets made a run in the third quarter with him on the bench. That wasn't an accident. That wasn't a coincidence. He was so bad. 
and he was shooting them out of this game. And to his credit, he kept shooting. And then all of a sudden he went from being ice cold to just freaking on fire. And, and some of the shots he was making was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. The, my favorite play was they ran like the zipper cut for him while Jokic had the ball at the top of the arc. And he just cuts off the screen goes over for the DHO. Everyone sees what's coming. And for some reason, the Lakers like didn't know how to switch it. They had like no idea what was going on. LeBron doesn't step up on the shot and Murray buries it. And I'm watching this. I'm like, this Lakers defense has been so good for so long. They look like they don't know how this, the Nuggets system works here. I mean, it's tough. I mean, the, the thing about the Nuggets is they're the better team. They have the better talent across the board. And in all those actions, they have different threats involved in each of those things. Like it's, um, to, to even go a different play on a Michael Porter Jr. three, you know, it was a three-man action with Jokic kind of holding the ball in a handoff situation. It was a, a kind of an odd post-split action. It's Jamal Murray and Porter screening for each other and then Porter coming off Jokic. All three of those guys are extremely deadly. That's impossible to cover. And I think that's just the beauty of the Nuggets offense is they have so many weapons and so many threats. They're able to kind of play around with that stuff. It's hard to cover. And I thought the Lakers did a good job for the most part until, again, I I, I hate the analysis boiling down to Murray just got caught fire. But damn, did you see him? So he had 23 points in the fourth quarter. The Lakers had 24 points in the fourth quarter. That, that that's as hot as it gets. And it's funny. I want to, we have uh Corey here saying that it feels like everyone thinks the Lakers are the better team. Uh, that's what Mike Malone, Michael Malone seemed to make it sound like with the whole like series is over because of Rui thing. And Rui tried to end the series there tonight, but like now Devin Booker, I don't think it's actually Devin Booker is saying the nuggets are frauds. I swear. It seems like the nuggets are probably for real. And I don't think anyone thinks the Lakers are a better team probably after last game. And certainly not after this game. Yeah, no, I mean, I, Sorry, Devin, the, the Nuggets are not frauds, but like, I think the whole thing is, you know, they're for real. They're playing like the best team in basketball and playoffs. And the fact that they dicked around for three quarters and were just bad and were able to come back and, and, and win this game with, with, I mean, granted just unbelievable shot making, but that's who the Nuggets are, you know, and they can, they can do this for all four quarters in that sense. Like I thought they played a very poor game. I thought Jokic was very passive throughout the game and the Lakers just never put them away. And, you know, part of it too, is the Lakers transition defense. Like my God, Jared, it's so awful. They stopped crashing the offensive glass and we're still giving up layups in transition. Yep. Like that's not supposed to happen. And I think that's one of those things. It's just incredibly brutal in that sense when you're watching them. And I just think like the, the nuggets were unbelievable in that fourth quarter. And I mean, when you look at it, shot 50% from the field, 53% from three. I mean, they just got, they were just rolling. I mean, they won that fourth quarter without Jokic scoring. He didn't score at all in the fourth. Holy shit. Oh, for four. Yeah. I mean, he, the, hit, the whole crunch time offense was him basically just holding off as many people as he could so that somebody could curl around with, whether it was MPJ or Jamal Murray and the Lakers, I feel like they're, they're, um, their attention to detail on getting around all the handoffs for most of the game was pretty good. They like, they were, they knew when the trap on Jokic, they were forcing them to make those huge lofted cross court passes. And then they were just like a little late recovering on the other side. That's when they started to fall apart. But, um, you know, look, I mean, this, this is just like a weird, weird game from LeBron and then AD, uh, Devin Booker once again coming through here. Our audience member Devin Booker, eighty is a bum, bro. Eighty was kind of a bum a little bit tonight. 
AD had 40 points one game, and, and, and what did you expect the next game? Even number game, baby. Yeah, it, it was bad. It was bad. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Um, okay, Rui Hachimura started this game 8 for 8. Austin Reeves was 8 for 16. He had a really good game. What did you think of the Lakers role players and especially the way that like LeBron was covering Jokic in the second half and just the way that they're trying to you know, find ways to, I guess, like stay in the game when Murray and Jokic are cooking like that. I thought the role players were great for the Lakers. I thought they did a good job. across. They did their job. At the end of the day, they did their job. I honestly think just simply the Lakers, kind of LeBron shot them out of that in the fourth quarter. And I thought they found something with LeBron guarding Jokic. And shout out to Jay King because he said that on Basket Buds kind of preparing for this series. And he kind of he got laughed at a little bit. But I think they found some good stuff there from LeBron against Jokic and kind of being able to hold up physically. And so on with that. Like it was, it was really interesting to see how that worked out. It was their offense that failed them. And again, I'm looking at LeBron on that one. Those three threes are unforgivable. Yeah. He shouldn't have taken any of them. They weren't like great looks at all. Like those were just bad, bad shots, all three of them. And though in, in the playoffs, that can ha- come back to haunt you. And that's exactly what it did for the Lakers in this game. Yeah. And we saw like in crunch time, LeBron, we know the last game. LeBron wanted to draw Jamal Murray out into space when he's showing hard so they can kind of get that temporary double and they can pass out of it. So he makes a great dime to Anthony Davis in the corner who hits the three. That was like the big one with about was it like three and a half minutes left. It was a five point game at that point. And then that's when he went heat check mode. It's like LeBron. It, I'm sure LeBron knows how to play basketball at this point, right? He's a few years into it, but like he saw right there the recipe for success. They want to keep getting Murray out into space, get Gordon away from the paint, make Jokic have to close out, which isn't going to happen that well, obviously. And I don't understand why he went away from it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, your answer is going to be as good as mine, but they got their yeah. looks too. AD had another big three in the corner that he ended up missing that the nuggets sort of blew up, uh, blew and missed in, in their, uh, uh, defensive coverage and AD just missed it. And I think, you know, they, they had their opportunities at the end of this game. The Lakers could have crawled back into this with, a, with, with a couple of mate shots there. Um, you know, it's it's amazing, I think, and I don't think people give enough credit to this in the playoffs, how quickly a game can turn in the playoffs, more so than the regular season. It happens in a blink of an eye, and that's exactly what happened to the Lakers. The Lakers looked firmly in control in this game until just, boom, all of a sudden it changes, and Murray just goes ballistic, and now you're screwed. Um. Uh, by the way, LeBron missing that windmill dunk or reverse windmill dunk. That was hilarious. That's going to be memeified. LeBron getting mad at the cameraman. That's going to get memeified. But honestly, the person I want to etch in stone from this game, Bruce Brown, who just was a menace under the hoop 
was fighting for loose balls, diving all over the place, hit some big shots, was attacking the rack. Like he was, I feel like a big part of Denver starting to actually get back into this game. I mean, Bruce Brown is is one of the best pickups in the offseason, if not the best pickup. Uh, probably Jalen Brunson, then him. But I think you just see what he brings to this Nuggets team, a toughness with what he can do. He hit a big three in transition for them and part of that run that the uh, Nuggets have to overtake this lead. But I think the whole point of it is, is he's just an unbelievable player. And I'm shocked there wasn't a bigger market for him in, in free agency. I, I think if he were to hit the market now, there would be. And the weird thing is that he's actually been a pretty good point guard in Denver too. Like the whole thing with him before is he was a point center or a center point or whatever. He actually has done like a pretty decent job doing some backup point guard for them. Um, although we also saw Reggie Jackson in this game, which when he came on the floor, I was like Reggie Jackson's in Denver. I had absolutely no idea. Um, one of my favorite parts of the of the night was Rui Hachimura in his halftime interview saying that he keeps trying to go to the rim because they don't have a rim protector on the uh, Nuggets. I thought that was pretty hilarious. I but mean, what did you think of? Oh, he's go ahead, he's go. right. He's right yeah. in that sense. I felt like early on the Nuggets defense lacked bite and mm-hmm. they weren't physical. And some of it was they had some early foul trouble and things like that. But the Lakers were smart and took advantage of it and just kept driving hard at the rim. I mean, that's part of the reason why Rui... Started off so well. I think he started, what, seven for seven um, to start the game. And I think that's that's part of it was just he was able to consistently attack. And I think that's something that, you know, there are some things in this game. And even in game one, the Lakers can look to as some positive stuff. I think their attitude has to be, man, we need to keep attacking the paint all game long. We cannot let up. We have to be relentless in attacking the rim. And as soon as we let up, we're going to let Denver back in this game. I mean, they were hitting almost everything in the paint, although I felt Jokic's deep drop was actually working pretty decently. Like he was dropping all the way to basically the restricted circle, but the way they would kind of pinch the drive on LeBron and they would force a short closeout, it actually seemed to be working pretty decently. But that's the thing is with this series, um, the Lakers are just not taking any threes. We know it's going to happen. They missed six or they made six fewer threes than Denver in this game. What do you think they can do to try to give themselves a better chance to actually just have the numbers game work for them? Or is that just not going to happen? I mean, the the simple stuff is if you're not going to make an, you're not going to shoot or make enough threes to compete with Denver. They have the better shooters. There's no, there's no question about it. So obviously you can't turn the ball over and you can't give up offensive rebounds. That's how you win this. That's how you win the numbers game. If you're the Lakers in that opportunity there, don't give up second chances and so on. And, you know, they gave up 11 offensive rebounds in this game tonight and and not a lot of second chance points. So it didn't hurt them too much in this one tonight. And I think the other aspect that did play in their favor that kept it close was attacking the rim allows them to get to the free throw line a whole lot more. And that's how they can kind of close that gap because they're not there. There's not going to be a lot of games in this series, if any, where they're going to outshoot the Nuggets from three. All right. Well, I think we're done here tonight for Mo DeKeel and Daniel Lehman, Jared Weiss. Lakers are down to nothing. They're heading back to LA. We'll see if they can turn this around. We'll see you next time on the day. Ding ding.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.